0: all right welcome back to the baron of beverage gosh it's been a while i've been too busy chris
1: it has been a very busy fall
0: i'm here with uh, christopher rodovi um from the whiskey room of course um we are in between our uh our series really um and we while we've been very busy uh the season has come upon us and i'm not talking about christmas because well it's way too early for christmas i'm not even talking about thanksgiving that's what holiday season it is but it's another holiday season for bourbon drinkers isn't it Chris it
1: is it is a uh, Pappy Van Winkle season
0: yes this is the time of year when uh, Sazerac uh, which owns the Buffalo Trace distillery uh, releases uh, the different bourbons from Pappy Van Winkle as well as some of the special rise that come out of that as well
1: yep it's a big uh, allocation time so, yeah. yeah
0: and uh, we anybody who's listening, we probably don't need to tell you, you know, how expensive or rare this is in terms of, uh, you know, money and stuff, because you probably have heard of it and looked and said, "Oh my gosh, eight thousand dollars! I cannot afford that." <laughs> Um, but we are actually going to taste some, so let me first put a disclaimer. We did not pay $8,000 for our okay. bourbon, or uh, even $1,000, or even a few hundred dollars. Although I
1: did learn that my uh, resale would be about $700 right now. Right. At least that's what the market says. I don't right. know if that's reality, but that's what I'm, I'm told I could get for it.
0: So what we have today is we have a, a bottle of old Rip Van Winkle, a uh, 10-year-old. Uh, and Chris, you want to tell the story how you how you acquired this? Because that's part of the the pappy uh quest right is but getting it, it is
1: well it's the it's the white whale uh for better or for worse of bourbon drinking uh this level of product from buffalo trace the Pappy Van winkle specifically are on allocation they're very hard to get a couple years ago something like twenty thousand bottles were stolen which pretty much meant no one got any for a year um it give really, or take
0: it really like bumped up the the demand and, 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 and yeah.
1: exactly and um So basically about a year and a half ago, I started putting in orders for um, one of three, now I know are allocated products, one of which was was Pappy, which I knew at the time was allocated. And basically I've been hounding every shop I go to for a little over a year and a half trying to get one of these three products. And I literally got a phone call out of the blue um, last week. Pappy Season. Pappy Season when, when, when Buffalo Trace did their release. And the gentleman called me up and said, we've gotten two bottles of Pappy Van Winkle. Which one would you like? He gave me the option of the 10-year or the 12. And uh, with my current financial situation, the 10-year is the one that, that fit. And uh, I think it was right around $74 before tax. Right, right. Um,
0: so so I, these, these are very rare to find bourbons. But if you can actually find them from a retailer as opposed to the secondary, secondary market, market yeah. they're not that, you know, over expensive. Yeah, 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 they're not $700,000. I think it was dollars.
1: eighty-nine or ninety for the 12-year. Right. So, you know, I just... I, got, I need to be a little wiser, so I went with the 10-year. I was very excited to be offered, Next so I, I kind of jumped Next time, know that
0: it. the Baron of Beverage will spot you the extra 20 or 30 bucks. All right, that's
1: good to know. We yeah. can do that. right. But Definitely. that's that's sort of the nutshell of what happened. And, you know, it's... it's. I blame collectors, but it's also, frankly, it... Hoarders. Collectors and hoarders are the worst, but anyway, we'll, we'll get that away. The fact of the matter is it does take a long time to produce this recipe. Um, and that which does not make the flavor cut goes into other Weller products, or sorry, other Buffalo Trace products, right. namely the Weller, well, and which are hard to get to. Ev-
0: every pappy starts as a Weller, but Correct. every Weller doesn't does not. become a pappy. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so, but maybe we should talk a little bit about the history of the uh, Van, old or the Rip Van Winkle, you know, distillery. You know, or,
1: well. Um, Currently, since 2002, it's been produced by Buffalo Trace by contract with the current generation of Rip Van Winkle, I'm sorry, yeah, of, of Pappy, of Van, of Pappy Winkle. Van Winkle's descendants, the right. Van Winkle the family, Julian, sorry, Jul- and I Julian, believe it's Julian, Julian the Fourth Jr. now, I think. I think it's a uh, third, but it could be. They maybe they're off grooming the fourth. Well, so but but the pappy, the Julian the Van Winkle the senior, um, was an executive uh, with W L Weller and Sons. Mm-hmm. He was not a distiller; was never he was a distiller, salesman. salesman. And um, over the course of years, there he was actually able to buy the Stetzel Weller Distillery mm-hmm. and become a senior executive with them as well. And he was a big proponent of weeded, sorry, not weeded, wheated bourbon. And uh, was very instrumental in a great... Ma- I mean, he really was instrumental in helping right. reestablish the American bourbon market after Prohibition.
0: Right. Well, what's really interesting is they introduced old Rip Van Winkle right before Prohibition. Yeah. And the distillery actually was able to continue producing whiskey for medicinal purposes. Yes, it was one of the three during, that were allowed yes, to continue during doing Prohibition. it. Yeah. Now, uh, it wasn't until sometime later after Prohibition that this label was re you know, brought back out. Yeah. Um, and so it has a little bit of that mystique of being a pre-Prohibition era, you know, kind of recipe, so yeah. to speak.
1: And they do adhere to the family's uh, recipe. Uh, Buffalo Trace is continuously producing fantastic products across their range, and they are known as uh, the world's most awarded distillery. Um I believe their website at least says they've won over 500 awards. Most recently, they were, uh, many for their individual brands. But most recently, 2014, they were the distiller of the year uh, in the world.
0: So well, there's great. only one award I really uh, care about. It's the one that goes in my mouth <laughs> and, and how good the whiskey they make is. But as you said, this is a wheated bourbon where they, of course, have the 51% or more corn. Of course, they're not going to tell you what their percentages are. No. But they don't use any rye. It's then wheat. And barley, and bar, multi barley, yeah. yeah, and uh, that's that's what they use, mm-hmm. um, and then age, yeah, pretty an much age. the rest of it's age. And of course, you know, it's not just you know this. It is one part of the price and the scarcity is the amount that they make. They don't make you know tens and hundreds and thousands of gallons. You know, they make correct. Um, they make maybe what is it like fifteen thousand. I am not is that about sure right specifically total between all of them for Buffalo between, Trace? No no between old oh, and 12 oh, and yeah, 15 something and 20, around 23 like and 35000 yeah. so it's not but the other reason why they're so limited is because what you just said Chris it's the aging and that aging process uh I mean th- these are going well beyond the minimums Oh, yes. um and part of what happens when you age is you lose more and more you lose somewhere between 3 to 4% a year to the angels. To the angels, so to speak. And you can also lose more because of just barrel damage that you know, they're not constantly watching these barrels. They no. can't. Um and so you might have a small leakage and lose some here or there. They might open up a barrel and go, crap, it's empty because something went wrong. It so that's known to happen from time to time. Yeah, I'm not saying that happens all the time, but it's enough that you get more loss. And then there's also uh loss in the bottling process through filtration and other things. So it, you don't a hundred percent of the liquid in the barrel doesn't make it into the bottle. Correct. Um so, and they uh, they
1: build this as nearly barrel barrel proof. Yes. So they they don't tell you how much water they put in, but they do put some Kentucky limestone water in there. They're proud of that. It is 107. Proof, well, and that's so. because
0: they keep and they keep them at consistent levels between. Yeah. So that that you know if you get if you are like Chris and you you've been calling your retailer for a year and a half, you know every week and becoming a pest, and they call you up to award you with some then. You know, it's going to be the same proof if it's old rip that year or the previous year release or whatever. Yeah. Um, so there's consistency to it, just like any other bourbon. There's consistency to it. Correct. Um, but enough yammering about the history. We should probably pour some of this. A wee bit. Um, are you okay with me pouring for your bourbon? Because I know, Mr. Heavyhand, we might want to ration this out a little bit. We're just going to rat. Yeah, you pour. So, let's do a wee bit. And, wee bit yeah, meat, yeah, right? A wee bit first meat
1: We'll be nice about it, and we we want to make it last, as they say.
0: That's right, we want to make it last. Oh, I can smell that already after I poured yours.
1: It's got a very strong uh, scent nose because of the uh, proof level. And you see a lot of the usual sort of suspects you find with a lot of bourbons. Yeah. Vanilla, oaky tannin. Brown
0: sugar, caramel. Mm, I love the uh, I love the tropical fruit notes on it.
1: There are, yeah, I, that's a little bit of a surprise. It's been it has been a while since I've had a pappy, by the way. Go on, well, I mean, several you, you years. and I have
0: one of the best pappy stories ever. I think we, yeah. before it got all the award, the '99 that made yeah. everybody go nutso. yeah, well, I'm, to put it this way, it was the four,
1: 15 year. I bought it off the shelf. They had many bottles, and I paid forty five dollars for it. Yes. So that was gosh. I hate to say it's 10 years maybe by yeah, now. but more maybe. And we, we did enjoy it. I wish I had known it was going to be so rare and oh, I'd never yeah, get it again. yeah, we enjoyed it.
0: Um, but that's what you do. You should enjoy it. Mm. So you're taking a sip. Ooh, yeah. I think there's like little bits of um, mm. some clover and flour on it well. But what are you getting on the there palate? There's definite
1: clover and flour. Um, this is a, um, I would describe this as a thick bourbon meaning that it coats you, it, it has a great, the minute it gets in your mouth, it just starts exploding with all these other flavors. Um, the fruit is there, which I know I it's a little less on the nose than you did, but uh, there's definitely fruit there and there's uh, nuts. Um, a little peppery uh, in the front. Not sure if it's white or black, but there's a, a nice spice to it. And of course there's your all spice. But your, it's not spicy. Spice. No, it's no, not, no, 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 it's a no. subtle spice, but it's, it's a it, pronounced subtle
0: spice. Yeah. And the biggest thing for me is from beginning to end it has like buttery brown sugar notes right across the center of my tongue with all the other things you were talking about playing across um it is a nice long finish i mean it's sitting there yeah and it's like for 107.5 you know it's there's heat but i'm not like oh my gosh this is heat overwhelming this is a palette this This is is
1: easily done neat even though it's 107
0: proof yeah. Um,
1: I've had 100 proof bourbons that I will not do neat. This is very doable.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of flavor there. Oh, yeah. This is like, I mean, this is one of those where you're going to be like, oh, I, I'm tasting this. Uh... You're, you're going to be hard pressed to wait for the next sip until you're done with the finish because you're going to want to just sip it again because of how good it began.
1: Yeah, no, no, I see what you're You're going it, to want to interrupt your It's like a teasing, uh, you know, you, you got the finish in there and it's still going. It's still, I mean, it's still developing as I'm talking because the air, of course, is right. getting to what's still un- that lingering. An,
0: that is an important part to note about any sort of you know spirit experience is the air and breathing in a little bit uh we we haven't done that in a while talking about the tasting where you know i always nose with the open mouth so i don't but also if you bring air into your mouth while you're tasting you will help whip up, so to speak, those aromatics towards your olfactory nerve. And that's how you get more of these notes.
1: And in fact, I mean, they talk, I mean, if you start reading about bourbon or watching things about bourbon and whiskey in general, they'll talk about the Kentucky chew that they'll do. They'll take a sip in their mouth, they'll slosh it around, they'll take it, then they'll start going like that to kind of like a, actually kind of sounds like a horse eating a carrot, uh, getting all that air in there to help open that. And it's, it just keeps going. I, I get what they mean. I mean, I get what I definitely understand what they're saying when they say this is a long finish uh, pour, and I definitely agree with you. You want to take more. You really do. The minute it's, the minute you swallow, you're like, I want more of that. If you do that, you're going to steal some of your flavor because there's gonna so a, much
0: more. You're you're lessening the full enjoyment of yes. of yeah. the bourbon. Yeah, yeah.
1: I could sit here and drink this all night, pretty much. Yeah, but we
0: can't do that because no. in our undisclosed location where we are, uh, <laughs> this is, you know, a secret location in the state of Maryland. We're in we, a bunker. We're in a bu- <laughs> well, it, it's been hard to find a time. It has. So it's been incredibly stole hard. So we time and we found a, a cloistered away, you know, a sack, as it were, <laughs> called a sack, and uh, we're just, uh, we're hiding away with our Van Winkle. Yeah. Um,
1: just sounds so sounds so wrong wrong to be in the but sack something about it is Winkle? so right yeah. at the same
0: time um yeah although all this gabbing and stupidity that I've just spouted out I'm still tasting the it's finish. still
1: there no it, they're, they're still lingering uh, in, especially in the in, in like your jowls you know yeah uh, that's where the it t- shifted it. that's back. where
0: you start to get the tannins in, at the end of the finish either where you're, you were talking about in the jowls you start to feel that dryingness yeah. along with it yeah it's it's really lovely um so shall we uh, do what I know everybody is like? Oh, they're gonna be a gasp, you know? Shall we put a rock <laughs> in there because that's what we do with all of them? Well, I
1: feel like that's what we do, um, and and I guess we should do
0: that. We should because yeah. I think it's important for us and for our audience to know what that does. Yeah. Um. And again, it's a choice. Uh, we're not gonna do anything so brash as throw some Coca Cola in it. Oh hell! Although on. I have been in, um, I have been in a bar before where I had somebody order. Uh, 12-year-old Reserve and Coke.
1: Oh, my Lord. Yeah, right? I guess if you got the money, but that's just a, a sim. I, I mean, I've heard stories of, um, you know, uh, you know, from, from reps and whatnot where they've gone to bars and people have ordered it that way. Dude, and, you need a and, splash. And, I, bartenders, I and bartenders have uh, resisted and said, I'm not putting, they'll like put the bottle next to it and they'll go, right. here's your jigger, you do your pour because I'm not putting that over that ice. Right. Or, you know. But I guess we're doing that a well, little is, bit, though. We're very
0: we have a it's not like a gigantic ball, but we have a no. large rock, so it it's is. not going to melt, and we, there's not a lot of bourbon in there either. No, so. we're,
1: we're just enough for the purposes of testing.
0: That's right, because as we've learned through all of the different uh, whiskeys that we've tasted, the it's either that uh, rock with a drop of water or, you know, cap full of water or whatever, that really change and opens up and yeah. it's not always bad. No, it's no, and, and it has not different. always been bad. It's yeah.
1: usually different. A few times it has been better um, but on, you know, on some of the, the bigger name stuff it tends to lessen the impact.
0: Well, you mean the bigger volume name stuff like yeah. Crown Royal yeah. and the like yeah. that we had. So,
1: it's had a little time on the rock. It definitely produces a, a more mellow and a smoother
0: nose for me. Oh. Um, it's, it's, I get uh, more the, the, sweetie dessert kind of flavors. The heat is gone from the nose because there was a little heat. Like when I would inhale, I'd have to be kind of careful because I, I'd be worried about getting an alcohol uh, blast to yeah. kind of ruin my nose and my palate. But not that danger. And it's very, the fruitiness of the nose is is muted and you get a lot more of the caramel, the butter, the vanillins, yes. the oak. All of those become we, much more prominent on the nose. We've
1: said it on a few of our other tastings. Um, I'm actually amazed at how often I'm finding this now. Ever since you pointed it out to me, um, I, I get I get a marzipan. I yeah. get the almond, but more of a marzipan almond. Uh, yeah, like the paste. It, right. it, it, it kind of goes desserty with the with the water in it from the ice. And to me, it's not sweeter in like the sugar aspect. It's sweeter. In, in the in the flavor profile I'm the, getting
0: the nuts that are there are more prominent than they were, meat. Mm-hmm. and it, it, I mean it is I do get marzipan, but I can also see like a cashew kind of flavor yeah, in there. I can see that um, for the nuts, and then and then ultimately I I think what has been killed here is the tropical fruits. Yeah, you know if you want to do have the fruitiness which they're known for. Uh, then you probably don't want to throw the rock in because I see the fruits having been. They're there, but they're 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 not like a mid or a top note. They're like no. they're like an underlying fundamental you have to search for.
1: You definitely get um, for me. Uh, also, I get more of the wheat, more of the grain. Mm-hmm. Maybe I mean, it might not be wheat specific, but they're definitely more of a grain and grass kind of to a that. cereal. Uh, yeah. sweet cereal yeah. kind of flavor. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I agree with you though that the. Uh, now maybe it's just also because I'm I'm a little muted now from just you know from the different proof levels and whatnot. So maybe the, the fruit is definitely uh, significantly less. It, it's gone for me more towards the nuts, more towards dessert flavors, right. more towards uh, the grain, which right. is sort of weird. But I'm not weird. But
0: but I'll but I'll, and I'll say this. Still though, very enjoyable. I'll say this to our audience, listening audience. I mean, Chris and I we. Well, I don't want to say we drink a lot of whiskey, but we've drank a fair <laughs> number of whiskeys in our number of years, and we have throughout that time tried whiskeys, of course, no lower than eighty proof, but we've tried them up to you know one hundred and ten and stuff. I've had some pretty high. And some bourbon, pretty so. high, and and well, actually, I don't know about you, but I've had some like Moonshine. That's you oh, know, I, way I've up not,
1: there. to my knowledge, so
0: moonshine. so you grow you, and if you have some of these more higher proof bourbons, you know hundred to 110 you begin to understand how to drink and enjoy and actually accustomed to a higher uh higher proof yeah and so uh you taste it and you're not say all encompassed by that alcohol and that heat correct um but i think for some who maybe that's not their thing or they're not accustomed to or they don't enjoy that this isn't going to be the pappy for them because it's 107.5 yeah they're probably going to want to spend like in your case what would have been the extra 25 30 bucks for the 12 year which i think is what 96.5 so it's it's just yeah, under a 100 little, yeah it it's is a little not, under yeah. 100 proof and so for that maybe that those people who are say proof sensitive you don't you you might taste this and go, I can't drink that, it's too hot. Yeah. And then but you wanna taste those fruit flavors, which we just talked about, get kind of muted.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, again, not a bad flavor. We haven't ruined this bourbon, we've just changed it into something else. Yeah. So if you wanted to enjoy those things, you probably wanna get that twelve year special reserve at the lower proof yeah. that you and well, the other thing is I say this because maybe it's not um, maybe it's not you're getting a bottle. Maybe you go to a really cool whiskey bar and they've got you know three or four because there are some you know like yeah. Jack Rose down in DC yeah. and stuff. And you're like, well, I don't know which one to try. And we, you know, so because you know it's not it's not even cheap just to get a pour in those no, places. It's not. So you don't maybe you're not gonna say I'd like a pappy flight, you know. So. <laughs> I mean, maybe you are, and God bless you.
1: Um, you know, every now and then, even here in Baltimore, you can get lucky. There's a couple places mm-hmm. that will get an, a happy allocation of one or two. Right. Um, in fact, last year, uh, last allocation season, Soda Sopra got both the ten-year and the twelve-family. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's it's sort of random. Uh, there's certain places you would expect it because they sell a higher whiskey volume. Right. But um, you know, you just never know what you're going to find on some right. places. You know, any of the
0: right. But I and so of course go try. It's cheaper usually to have that pour yeah. than buy a bottle. But my point Don't is... Don't ask them for if us. You, you, if you know yourself as a bourbon drinker, yeah. you know I can't do 107 proof. Yeah. You, 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 people know that. So look for that 12-year. That's going to be a little lower. Yeah. yeah. This is really so, good. Yeah, and the finish is still pretty lengthy, even with the rock.
1: Yeah, it is still smooth with the rock. Well, you'd expect that, actually, with a little bit of water and a little bit of rock. But... Um, it still has some power. It sits on your tongue, and your it's less pronounced in your jaws, yeah. but it's it's still very good. Um, I wouldn't be upset if someone asked for this on the rocks. right. I get why some people would be. I would. Yeah. It's not how I'm going to drink it, though.
0: No, but that's a choice, and Correct. that's a, that's not a snooty thing. Correct. That's an educated choice, and I think that's really what people need to embrace when they drink. Uh, period. Is that you're drinking for a choice because of you like it, you enjoy the way it is, and honestly. If you can afford and you really prefer, you know, Pappy Van Winkle 23 year old in your Coke, and you can afford to do that and that's the way you like it, I'm pretty sure they want you to keep buying it. Yeah, so <laughs> that's true. Um, you know, God bless you that you can afford to do that, but um, I know Chris and I wouldn't be doing no, that. No, I won't be doing it. Um, but so with that, we're going to say uh, cheers to the season. Pappy Van Winkle season.
1: Happy Pappy, Se- Pappy season.